Welcome, everybody. It's Tuesday. Yet again, you know what that means. Your man, the man with the plan, Derek Wilburn, your Uncle Tom, he's back. He is snapping necks and cashing checks. Gonna break it down for you. So let's introduce our host, the Uncle Tom, and my friend Derek. How you doing, Derek? I am that man. I am outstanding in my field, as you can see, by the field behind me. I'm good, brother. I'll tell you what. I spent the day today visiting with my parents. Most people who have been following me uh, in some capacity for any period of time know about my mom and dad. My dad will be 95 next week, uh, next month. World War II veteran served in the 614th Armored Tank Destroyer Battalion in occupied Germany, 1945-46. Great story on that that I had put on the news. In fact, maybe next show I'll put that up for people if you haven't seen it. It's tearjerker. My dad was awarded uh, several medals. He, he was outstanding soldier and never got his medals as a lot of those guys didn't in those days. They got the ribbon to pin on, but they never got the medals because the medals didn't exist at the time that they were declared. And then when they did finally design them and mint, have them minted and stuff, by then the war was over, everybody had scattered, and the DOD never bothered to track these guys down, and they just never got their medals. So I arranged through the Department of the Army and some other things, just a long story, to have his medals awarded to him 75 years late. This is just, I don't know, this is just four or five weeks ago. And one of the local news uh, news news stations came out and covered it, and uh, it broke my dad down. It broke him down. You don't, you don't, you, these all World War II, they don't break down easily. Uh, it, it broke him down. So I spent the day with him today and my mom, she's 89. Uh, they, uh, we went out for some barbecue and I'm just blessed. I am just blessed by family north of me and south. So that's how I'm doing. The voice you hear calling the shots, spinning the discs back at the mothership is none other than the two-time defending heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. What do you think of him being trained by Apollo Creed? I don't think anything of it, frankly. And this is Uncle Tom Talks. Derek Wilburn, I have got one singular topic on this show. And then we're going to move on to real fake headlines. If you've never been here for real fake headlines, stick around for about a half an hour. But COVID, COVID-19, Wuhan flu, China virus, coronavirus, whatever name you want to use. We're going to talk about this today, and I'm going to show you a video by a gentleman named Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. If you've never seen Vladimir Zelenko's video, uh, prepare to be call some friends and tell them to jump on the Uncle Tom Talks podcast tonight, because this is the most eye-opening thing it's going, I wouldn't say the most eye-opening thing I've ever seen, but it is very, very revealing. First of all, so at one point, the title of this show is, this is not a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy. Those aren't my words. Those are Dr. Valenko's words. He says that in this video you're about to see. He says, this isn't a conspiracy theory, this is a conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I very, I, I, I'm skeptical of all of them. For the most part, the, the, the grand conspiracy theories I, I tend to dismiss simply because they're either logistically impossible or they would require too many people who would have to be in on the plan, in on the conspiracy, to maintain complete and total silence, in some cases for the rest of their lives. It's one thing if you and me and three of our friends try to put something over. And the four of us have to clam up and not tell anybody. Not likely, but possible. But if you got hundreds of people or even thousands of people involved in conspiracy, especially the conspiracy that kind of rises to the level of our governments involved, right? That, that vast of a scale. It's just you can't get all those people. You can't get two people to keep a secret overnight. You sure can't get 900 people to keep a secret for 50 years. Um, so I tend to dismiss conspiracy. Plus, the, idea, the, the next question is, who's behind it and why? So these 9-11 conspiracists, and if you're one of them, I'm sorry. I have no respect for your point of view. Um, people say it was an inside job. Okay, well, why? I mean, what's the motivation? George Bush and Dick Cheney, it was an inside job. Well, why would they do that? 
Okay, just what's their motivation? To get rich oil. They were already rich off oil. Do you think that these people were so that George Bush was such a black-hearted individual knowingly would send thousands of people to their deaths just so Dick Cheney could make a few million more dollars? That's a tough pill to swallow. Not to mention you would have had to have teams of people in the Twin Towers planting explosives. You know, it was a controlled demolition. The way that building fell, that was a controlled demolition. Thousands of thousands of pounds of explosives would have had been planted in that building. The people that put it in there would have to have never said anything to anyone ever. They would have been putting it in there and working on this for weeks, if not months ahead of time. They've never said anything. There's just too many people. You just can't keep a secret that big. So uh, not to mention, you know, people say that wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon. There's no evidence of it being a plane. Okay, well, what happened to the plane? What, what happened to it? There was a, a flight that was never heard from again. What happened to those 262 people plus flight crew? Were the pilots in on it? And they flew to Iceland and landed, and they're all living their lives there and have maintained radio silence for 20 years. You just can't do it. So Dr. Uh, Zelenko, who you're about to hear from, he puts it out quite plainly that this is conspiracy. And I'm not willing to sign on that it is, but I'm not willing to sign off that it isn't for this reason. A lot of things about what we're being told concerning COVID and more specifically concerning the supposed vaccines against it simply doesn't matter. It just doesn't add up. If people call you an anti-vaxxer and a right-wing nut theorist and all this stuff, fine. let's leave the names out of it. There are simply things about this narrative that just don't quite make sense. In some ways, two plus two is not equaling four. And when that happens, you have to say, or at least I say, follow the money. And there's a lot of money, a lot of money between Pfizer and the CDC and the FDA and Johnson and John. I mean, this whole cabal, Moderna, you're talking tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars. It's changing hands. And when there's that much money changing from one hand to another, I think it's somewhat inevitable that some of those fingers are going to get a little sticky. So Zelenko was on the inside. Is this conspiracy? Not willing to say that, but I am willing to say this. What I just said about the 9-11 conspiracy, I dismiss it simply because I don't think it's possible. I don't think that George Bush was that nefarious. Saddam Hussein and, and Osama bin Laden were. I don't think Bush was. But I dismiss it because of the, the just there's just too many people involved to successfully pull it off. The COVID-19 injection scheme wouldn't take that many people. I mean, you start at the top at Bill Gates and, and you know, there's, there's, there's a relatively small handful of people, uh, a few dozen people, maybe even two dozen people would have to really, truly be in the know. And then you could get the next 100, 200, 400, 500, who would have to be a part of the conspiracy, but maybe not in the inner circle of knowledge. You could probably get them on board. And then the next 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 people who are the doctors, nurses, medical practitioners who are administering the plan, they wouldn't necessarily have to know at all. So I don't dismiss it as being impossible. I consider it improbable as a conspiracy. I think it's very improbable. I just don't know that a conspiracy of this global a scale is possible, but I'm not willing to simply dismiss it out of hand. This man's a nut. But I'm going to show you his video, and you can make the call for yourself. So Cue up cut number one. This is Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, you've probably never heard of him. Maybe you have, but this isn't some guy. This isn't just some doctor in Spokane that's making an internet video. This is the doctor of presidents. This is an established, he'll, he'll give you his credentials. This isn't just some guy with a, with a YouTube channel in his basement talking into a camera. Oh, wait, that's me <laughs> right now. 
this is an established medical professional who, according to him, and I have no reason to doubt him, is receiving death threats because of his willingness to go public with what he knows. And listen, you see the list of people that have committed suicide directly connected to the Clintons. I think it's like 56 people. Nobody knows 56 people who've committed suicide. So there's a scene in The Godfather, you might recall, when, when Michael Corleone is going to pick up Diane Keaton, his girlfriend, after his exile in Italy. He comes back. His She doesn't want to have anything to do with him because she's learned what the Corleone family is. And she starts talking about him. And, and Michael Corleone said, this is before he's the Don. He says, my father's no different than any other important man, like a senator or a president. And Diane Keaton says to Al Pacino, do you know how naive you sound? Senators and presidents don't have men killed, Michael. And he looks at her and says, really? Who's the naive one? Okay, so Dr. Zelenko, this guy claims he's getting death threats. I have no reason to believe he's not telling the truth about that because he is shining a light inside the potential conspiracy circle. This video, cut number one, it's available on the web. You can find it uh, after it's over. I'll tell you how to spell his name so you can get it for yourself. Break it down later if you want to. I've edited it down just to about 19 minutes. I'll have some interruptions as it plays to add my commentary. The editing I've done, by the way, is only beginning and end. So there's a big intro. There's a big outro. I snipped those off just so it would fit into Uncle Tom Talks. But I haven't changed any of the content in the middle. This is completely unedited. This is all his voice, all his thought, direct stream of consciousness. I did not interfere or edit anything he said. I just made it shorter by lopping off the intro two or three minutes and lopping off the outro two or three minutes. The whole thing, 18, 19, 20 minutes, is really not that long. Heavyweight champion, is cut number one ready to roll? Yes, sir. Without further ado, let's give the people Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. He is Jewish and uh, a, a brilliant physician. Here we go. My team has directly treated uh, successfully 6,000 patients. I've trained hundreds of physicians who are now training their students. And as a cumulative group, we've treated millions of patients successfully. Uh, President Trump was my, my patient. Rudy Giuliani was my patient. Reb Chaim Konevsky has been my patient. Uh, Rabbi Lit Mr. Litzman, your health minister of Israel last year was my patient. I'm, ju I'm just telling you um, which people have contacted me for care including President Bolsonaro of Brazil. Now, uh, my experience has given me a very uh, unique perspective in, in approaching COVID-19, which is basically keeping people out of the hospital. Regarding children, the only reason you would want to treat a child is if you believe in child sacrifice. Let me explain. Any, anytime you evaluate any therapeutic, you need to look at it, at it from three perspectives. Is it safe? Does it work? And do you need it? Just because you have a there capability doesn't mean that you have to use it. There has to be a medical necessity. There has to be a need for it. If you look at the CDC, the statistics for children under the age of 18 that are healthy, the survival rate is 99.998% survival rate with no treatment. Just like Dr. Yudin said, the influenza virus is more dangerous to children than uh, COVID-19, and he made an estimate that per million, 100 children would die from the vaccination. I, with it, I feel the number would be significantly higher, and I'll explain to you the rationale for it. If you have a demographic that has no so risk. What, what the man is saying, and he'll expand on this, but this is a very important point. 
And for those of you who are looking for conspiracy, this is something to consider. He and the former president of Pfizer, the company making and selling the stuff and making billions of dollars, are both in agreement that more children will die from the supposed vaccine than would die from contracting the virus. The vaccination, the injections are more dangerous than the virus itself. Yet we have the CDC and Joe Biden now claiming three vaccinations, three injections for children as young as age five. If they have access to the same information that we just got, and they do, why would they be pushing to inject human beings who for the most part don't even get the virus, but if they do, it's not lethal. Their symptoms, if they have any, are very mild. And their chances of dying are almost zero. What was it, 99.998? That's knocking on the door to 100% survival rate. So why would they be pushing? Again, if you're into conspiracy, why would they be pushing to put this RNA-changing injection into children who aren't at risk in the first place. Some would say population control. Call the herd. Earth is overpopulated. We've got too many people and we've got to either slow down the growth, the expansion of the human species by rendering some of its population incapable of reproduction or by culling the current herd that's on the face of the planet. That's where this is going. Roll the film. Of dying from an illness, why would you inject them with a poison death shot? Now, let's see if this thing works. The two countries in the world that are most vaccinated its citizens is Israel, a high, like 85% rate of vaccination, and an island nation in the Indian Ocean called Seychelles, also over 80%. Both countries are experiencing a Delta variant outbreak. So let me ask you a question. If you vaccinated your, the majority of your population, why are you still having an outbreak? That's number Very one. Number good two, question. why would you even give a third shot of the same stuff that didn't work the first two times? Hello? Right. That's, that's whether or not it works. And let's talk about safety. Now, this is the real issue. There are three levels of uh, safety or death that we need to look at. One is acute, one is subacute, and long-term. Acute, I'll define from the moment of injection till three months. The number one risk of the shot is blood clots, just like Dr. Yudin said, according to the Salk Institute. Oh, by the way, everything I'm saying, I will defend with documentation. Uh, and please don't take my word for it. You should do your due diligence. And I can, I can provide to you uh, proof for everything that I'm saying. According to the Salk Institute, um, when a person gets an injection of, of these vaccines, quote unquote, the body becomes a spike producing factory, making trillions of spikes, which migrate to the endothelium, which is the inner lining of your blood vessels. And it's basically little thorns <clears throat> on the inside of your vasculature. As the blood cells flow through it, they get damaged, they cause blood clots. If that happens in the heart, it's a heart attack. If that happens in the brain, that's a stroke. So we're seeing the number one cause of death in the short term is from blood clots. And most of it is happening within the first three, four days. 40% is happening within the first three days of injection of uh, this poison death shot. Now, the other problem is that it's causing myocarditis or inflammation in the hearts of children. And uh, young adults, I'm sorry, in the hearts of young adults. And the third problem, which is the most disturbing, is according to the New England Journal of Medicine article, their preliminary data, the miscarriage rate in the first trimester, woman gets vaccinated in the first trimester, goes from 10% to 80%. Ouch. Ouch. I want Hold you to right understand there. what I just said. The miscarriage. So back it up a couple seconds, champ. Notice he said their preliminary data. Here's one of the biggest problems I have with all these injections. Inoculations currently on the market in the United States, 
many if not most if not all of them underwent anywhere from seven or eight to 15 years of human trials. Okay, this thing was developed and put on the market in what? 11 months, 13 months? So if you're on blood thinners, you, you have high blood pressure, or if you're on, uh, you're insulin dependent, diabetic, or whatever, you're taking whatever prescription medications are out there, there's millions. You watch TV, you can't go 15 seconds without seeing a commercial for some medication, some prescription med to help you with whatever it is you need help. So if you're on another prescription med or two or three or four or five, has there been any long-term studies to determine the effect on the body, let alone on the baby inside the body, to determine the effect on the body of combining the meds you're on with these COVID injections? And then that data studied and those that sample keep it, kept an eye on for a decade to make these determinations. No, of course there hasn't been. That's impossible. These injections haven't been around long enough. Nobody knows that if you're on a, on a, on a steroid inhaler for your asthma or whatever, nobody knows the interactive effect of that inhaler and these three inoculations and two boosters in your body at the same time, seven years from now. Nobody knows. And I'll tell you what's gonna happen. Frank Azar, the strong arm, and the rest of these ambulance chasers that you see on TV, every commercial break doing the 10 o'clock nightly news in your hometown, they're gonna stop chasing ambulances. In eight or 10 years, they're gonna be trying to get you to join the class action lawsuit against Pfizer, against the FDA, the CDC, and the federal government, even though there's documentation in place that absolved them of culpability. There's gonna be a class action lawsuit that they're gonna want you to join because your liver fell off. There'll be people whose livers start falling off and they're gonna find out that it's directly connected to having been on uh, uh, injectable insulin and two Pfizer injections plus a booster combined in 12 years made your liver fall off. If you if that happened to you, call 1-800-SUE-A-BALL-NOW and give us a free consultation and join this $40 billion class action lawsuit against Pfizer et al. for monetary restitution for your liver having fallen off. Gonna happen. Roll it. Is according to the New England Journal of Medicine article, their preliminary data, the miscarriage rate in the first trimester, woman gets vaccinated in the first trimester goes from 10% to 80%. I want you to understand what I just said. Oh. The miscarriage rate in the first trimester of pregnant women, when they get vaccinated, goes up by a factor of eight. That's preliminary data. It may change with time but I'm just telling you what it is as of today. That's the smallest of the problem. The second problem is the subacute death issue, which is the following, that the animal studies that were done with these uh, vaccines show that all the animals responded well in generating antibodies. When they were challenged, however, with the virus that they were immunized against, a large percentage of them died. And when that was investigated, it was found that their immune system had killed them. It's called something uh, antibody-dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming or paradoxical immune enhancement. But the point is that a lot of those animals died. So you can make an argument, maybe human beings are different. My answer to you, maybe. However, those studies were not done. You are the study right now. The Pfizer CEO said, Israel is the biggest laboratory in the world. And so My those long-term exactly. studies to rule out, Dr. Luke Montague, who won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for the discovery of HIV, said that this is the biggest risk to humanity and the biggest risk of genocide in the history of humanity. Ouch. And Ouch. so the risk of a ADE reaction in human beings, which happens later, has not been ruled out. So my question is, why would I vaccinate someone uh, with a 
potentially destructive lethal substance without ruling that out first. And the third component Why? here is the long-term consequences. There is definite evidence that it affects fertility, damages ovarian function, that it reduces sperm counts. Number one. Number two, definitely increases the amount of autoimmune diseases. Who knows over time how that is gonna reduce lifespan. And just last week, a paper came out showing it increases the risk of cancer. So any way you wanna look at it, whether in, in the acute setting where it causes blood clots, inflammation of the heart and miscarriages, in the midterm subacute setting where it can result in a uh, pathological disastrous immune reaction, or in the long term, whether it causes increased autoimmune diseases, cancer, and infertility. Now, that's a big concern. Slightly. Actually, I, I will say it this way. In my opinion, the current Israeli government is a Gilgul of Joseph Mengele. They've committed human experimentation of their own people. I beg uh, this basin to put the interests of cholesterol above politics, and anything else that may alter your opinions. I have, I received death, daily death threats. I risked my life, my career, um, my financial life, my reputation, my, almost my family, everything, just to sit here and tell you what I'm telling Just to tell the truth. There is no need for this vaccine. And there's actually no need for anyone, and I'll explain. Children, I already told you, they, they have a 99.998% chance of getting better. Young adults from 18 to 45 have a 99.95% of getting better. This is according to the CDC, same concept. Someone who has already COVID and has antibodies, naturally uh, induced immunity is a billion times more effective than artificially induced immunity through vaccine. So why, why would I vaccinate someone? with a poison death shot that makes inferior or dangerous antibodies when I already have healthy antibodies. Hello. And then if you look at the high risk population that has a 7.5% death rate. So my data, which was the first in the world, which I published in a peer reviewed journal, which has become the basis of over 200 other studies and that have corroborated my observations that if you treat people in the right time frame, you reduce death rate by 85%. So out of 600,000 Americans, we could have prevented 510,000 from going to the hospital and dying. And by the way, I could have this information to Bibi Netanyahu directly into his hands by way of a shliach in April of 2020. And I informed every single member of your Ministry of Health as well. So and they ignored my, it. My question to you is, if I can reduce the death rate from 7.5% to less than a half a percent, why would I use a poison death shot that doesn't work and has tremendous and horrific side effects? Now, the Hold one it. Minor here's my question. If here's, and so here's my question for you. 600,000 Americans, at the time he filmed this, our number dead was about 600,000. It's gone up since then. This is a few weeks old. Could have been 510,000. But 500 to a half a million people more died than needed to die. Why? Because what this man is saying, a doctor to presidents and prime ministers, what he is saying did not fit the narrative that they wanted in the public arena, that you must go out and get injected with this or you can't even work. You can't work, you can't fly, you can't enter a public building, you can't fly, you can't check into a hotel. If you don't have evidence that you've got this stuff in your body, you can't even walk into a Panera Bread and order a bagel in New York City. They'll call 12 cops and haul you out of there. If you're not wearing a mask and can demonstrate via a card that you have this stuff injected in your body when what was in your body was superior to the stuff they injected in your body in the first place. This is evil. 
I'm not saying it's intentionally evil. That makes it conspiracy. I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm just, I can't prove it. So I'm not going to make that claim. But this is evil. Now, this man, and he gave data on, on, uh, on, on miscarriages, which breaks my heart. Breaks my heart, couples that are miscarrying babies. I can't imagine anything worse. My mom carried my oldest sister. What would have been my oldest sister? I have one sister. Prior to her pregnancy, my sister, my mom was pregnant with a girl. And she she was stillborn. So she took her to, to term, delivered her in the hospital, and the baby came out without a heartbeat. And she, she didn't survive. I can't imagine anything, anything more awful than that. Think of all the thousands of couples in this country and then around the world, tens of thousands, who are miscarried, who are so looking forward. They've painted a room pink. They've bought a crib. I mean, they've done everything you do to welcome a baby into the house. And you go to the doctor, something's wrong. There hasn't been any kicking or whatever. Uh, something's wrong, doc. They check you and your baby has died. I can't imagine anything worse. And that's happening right now to tens and tens of thousands of couples because they went and got this thing put in their body that they didn't even need because politicians wanted it, not the medical community, which knows better. Politicians want to sell a narrative. Why do they want to sell that narrative? Don't know. Is it to slow the growth of population on the earth? Don't know. Possible, but don't know. Is it to make more money? Possible. I don't know. But this man giving this report, does he sound like a radical to you? I mean, is this a phony? Is this is this a conspiracy nut theorist? He sounds very composed, very knowledgeable, clearly well-educated, has his data and facts down cold. This isn't a maniac. This is a man who's just sharing what he knows. Roll it. Everyone on the planet were to get COVID and not get treated. The death rate globally will be less than a half a percent. Now, I'm not advocating for that. That's a lot of people. That's 35 million people would die. However, if we follow the advice of some of the quote-unquote global leaders, let's say like Bill Gates said last year, 7 billion people need to be vaccinated, the death rate will be over 2 billion people. So wake That's a lot up. more than 35 million. This is World War III. This is a level of, of uh, malfeasance and malevolence that we have not seen probably in the history of humanity. I've seen fear drive people to do things that are completely irrational, do not make sense, and they sacrifice their, their own children. And yes, your Ministry of Health is lying to you. Your statistics are absolutely skewed. If you want to see something real, there's a website called worldmeters.info. Go to Israel, and you can see at December 20th, there's a huge spike in the curve of death in Israel. Do you know what happened in Israel December 20th? National hmm. immunization started. And these are numbers being reported by the Israeli government. They're just too stupid to hide it. They start injecting there is people. Zero the number of deaths goes zero. Justification for using this poison death shot. If you look at Dr. Malone, who invented the mRNA technology, has the original patents for the vaccine. He's saying, do not use this. The government is lying to you. The side effects are horrific. Dr. Cahill from Ireland said that uh, she believes that within two years, 90% of the people that are vaccinated will be dead. When Dr. Michael Yidden, I hope you can confirm, I hope he's still there, uh, was asked that question, he said he wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so I, I don't know, maybe it's not 90%? What, what is the percentage? And maybe it's not two years, maybe it's three years. And Dr. Luke Montague, who is the Nobel Prize winner for the discovery of HIV, saying this is the biggest risk of genocide in the history of humanity. Why are they holding back these things? We see all the time coming out studies. There's no problems of fertility loss, bluff. No problems of sperm count, bluff. Cancer, bluff. Everything that you said, we're being counted back not only by uh, 
the governments, but by mo most of the medical industry is telling us that all these studies that the vaccination is dangerous is all baloney and anti-vax crazy. Every single person you just mentioned, if you sum total the number of patients they've treated for COVID, it will equal zero. And I've treated over 6,000 patients. So uh, you have to know who you're talking to. And I have no Nagias except the loss of my life. Now, what I'm gonna tell you is the following, that yes, there's been a very coordinated effort to suppress life-saving information. Drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin have, which are the safest medications in the history of medicine, have been suppressed and you can't even get them in Israel. Um, doctors who dare to say something that is against the narrative are being deplatformed, including world experts, like Dr. Malone, for example, who developed the mRNA vaccine, said something against the narrative, was deplatformed from every media uh, platform. Can you tell me why? And then can you tell me why there is suppression of, of knowledge of side effects about this poison death shot? And then tell me why there's this incredible coercion, psychological pressure, and now using force to compel people to take the shot. These are very good questions. Hold it right there. These are, these are, he just asked some, he just asked some very, very good questions. Why is there this suppression of any, of any speech against getting these inoculations shoved into your body? So this goes back to my opening point about conspiracy theory. So if, if you go on the main stream, for lack of a better term, social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, what's the, what you call Instagram, whatever. I'm off of all that stuff. But if you go on Facebook, you all, you all know this, what I'm about to say. If you go on Facebook and start posting information, even if it's matter of fact information, not your opinion, but matter of fact information about why these injections are bad, are potentially harmful, matter of fact data, that'll be taken down and you'll be banned almost instantly. We all know that. Facebook and Twitter are in lockstep with the Biden administration and the rest of the left who simply will not allow a word to be spoken. Again, there's no questioning the science behind these supposed vaccines. You're shut down immediately. But so are the censors at Facebook, are the college graduates, the 30-year-olds that are working in, in the Facebook world headquarters in Menlo Park, California, or wherever it is exactly, uh, are they part of a conspiracy to cull the population herd of human beings on planet Earth? No, no, they're not. There's, there's thousands of these people working at Facebook. They have to have thousands of them to monitor the millions of posts every day. They have algorithms and ways of looking for specific words that bring them to people's attention. Then they read it and they make the determination, sorry, deleted, sorry, you're banned for 30 days for posting that. But the person who's banning you for 30 days has had this thing injected into their bodies themselves. In order to work at Facebook, I'm sure you have to. So they clearly aren't part of a conspiracy to kill off human beings if they allowed the thing to be injected into their own bodies. That's suicide, right? I mean, that's just that's being a willing participant in a suicidal plot. That's kind of like the people at Jim Jones' camp who drank the Kool-Aid, only so the Kool-Aid killing you in a matter of minutes, it might take 20 years. Nobody at Facebook is gonna sign up for that. So they don't know. So they're in a part, if there's conspiracy here, they're in that fifth, sixth, seventh ripple wave away from the core nucleus of the people who are in the know. That's the only way possible. But he, I mean, he just asked a very good question. Why would they censor you and I, or doctors, or people in the medical community who have facts and truth, why would they keep them from presenting those facts and truth to the public? Why? Roll it. Not really showing the numbers that, that you're saying okay. either. There's data shows as of today, 11,000 dead people and 450,000 adverse events. There's a CDC whistleblower 
the judge said it's not 11,000, but it's 45,000. And then there's a 2009 Harvard study that said only 1% of actual events are reported. And then there are two other problems with theirs. I have colleagues that lost patients from the vaccine. They try to file reports. The, the system rejects their reports for no reason. And is the other problem, and I have evidence for this as well, that reports that were filed are now being scrubbed off the system and you can't even find them. Hmm. By the way, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy, not a theory. You know, 18 months ago, if I would have told you that COVID-19 is a bioweapon, you would say I'm a conspiracy theorist. So right now, if I tell you that this is an artificially made bioweapon, it's not a it's a conspiracy, but not a theory. Everyone agrees that this is artificially made. And I even, I, have, I know exactly when it was made and I know the patent numbers associated with the modifications. In, two, in, in 1999, Dr. Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina modified a bat coronavirus in, on a surface protein in order that it should infect human beings. Then that research became illegal in America. It got sent by the American taxpayer dollars and by Fauci to Wuhan, where that research continued until they figured out a way to modify this virus to make it extremely more destructive to human lungs and to cause blood clots. So they took a naturally occurring virus and slowly made two changes to it over time. It took them 22 years to uh, 20 years to, to modify that it should infect humans and then when it does infect humans that it should destroy tissue. Now no one's saying I'm a conspiracy theorist. People are saying it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy to commit genocide. It's so hard for Jewish people to believe that there could be a group of people willing to destroy. So then let me tell you about the CDC. President Trump made an executive order that every single American should have access to hydroxychloroquine. That order right. went to uh, Health and Human Services, Secretary Azar, and that eventually ended up at the CDC um, by Dr. Rick Bright. And that what Dr. Rick Bright did, instead of using the right to try legislation that would have made access to this medication to every human, every actually every American and every human being around the world, because the biggest complaint I got from Israel was, well, your CDC, your FDA is not approving it because every other, especially the Israeli government are mamish puppets to whatever the Americans do. So because the Americans weren't willing to do it, Israel wasn't willing to do. And so what did they do? They created an executive use authorization that restricted and limited access to only hospitalized patients, effectively cutting it off from uh, patients in the, in the outpatient setting at home. This has been documented by the Dr. Rick Bright himself in a documentary called Totally Under Control. These are not my words, those are his words. And furthermore, uh, then they took away the emergency use authorization of hydroxychloroquine and they used the Lancet study that showed that hydroxychloroquine kills people. The problem with that study was that it was fraud. And the Lancet had to retract that study because it was based on data that didn't exist. But the, <clears throat> but the FDA and the CDC used that study after it was retracted to revoke the emergency use authorization. And the reason why is that if, someone has, if a drug has emergency use authorization, other drugs can't. And three weeks later, remdesivir made by Gilead Pharmaceuticals received an emergency use author uh, authorization and a $3 billion contract. And oh, remdesivir no, showed no benefit. That? It reduced hospital stay by five days, but it with no survival benefit and cost $3,200 a patient and IV. The drugs that I was using was cost 20 cents a pill at home and reduced death and hospitalization by 84%. That means it so here's what just happened. Desivere by 84%. Here's what just, here's what he just, you don't need me to explain this, you're watching it too, but this is very, very powerful. Hydroxychloroquine, known as Sunday pills in, in 
some parts of the world because you take them on Sunday, proven safe and proven effective in combating this particular strain of virus, Trump issues an executive order to the CDC declaring that the right to try, that all Americans have the right to have the ability to get their hands on hydroxychloroquine and give it a shot if they are tested positive for COVID-19. That executive order goes to the CDC. The CDC relies upon a debunked research that was retracted as false data. Yet still, even though the CDC knew the data was false and the study was retracted, the CDC stands on that study to deny the Trump executive order and replace hydroxychloroquine, which is 20 cents a lousy pill, with another medication that's $3,200 a dose. Follow the money. No one's getting paid on hydroxychloroquine. It's cheap. It's available all over the world. $3,200 a dose, and we're selling thousands of doses a day in, in Philadelphia, New York, and Washington, D.C. alone, let alone the rest of the world. These companies are making tens of billions. And if you think that some of that money makes its way back into pockets that work at, influence, or have supervisorial positions over CDC and FDA, you're probably right. Hit it. So the CDC is not an authority to me. You know, according to the NIH right now, you're not supposed to treat COVID unless you're in the hospital and your oxygen is less than 92%. Now, this is a, a advice and recommendations of, of a government that wants you to die. After 18 months and dozens of studies that have shown an 85% on average benefit of healing, avoiding hospitalization and death, and you have a government agency still making that recommendation, they've completely lost all credibility. Yes, our governments are corrupt. Yes, our governments are inspired. Do you know, you if think? I was organizing this, I would come to a world leader. I would come to Bibi or, or Bennett and say, listen, quiet. here is $500 million. Uh, I'll put it in an account that you'll know, no one can trace. Just listen to us. I and mean, if you don't, we're going to kill your family. Ouch. Ouch. So there you have it. That was Dr. Victor Zelenko. Z-E-L-E-N-K-O. Z-E-L-E-N-K-O. You can look that video up for yourself. It's not hiding. Use any search engine, preferably DuckDuckGo, but anything other than Google. Uh, and you can find it. It's about 20 minutes in length. I've because I can't shut up because I'm so long-winded, I've, I've blown it up to closer to 50. But um, I'm not willing to say the man's crazy. I'm not willing to say the man's a liar. I'm not willing to write about everything because I don't know. I'm ignorant, certainly compared to him. But I know this. I've got a 25-year-old, 21-year-old, and 17-year-old. Those are the ages of my children. None of them have children yet. They, all their childbearing years and time is ahead of them. And uh, I pray to God that they don't ever end up in a situation where they are put into a corner that says, if you don't get this injected into your body, uh, you get out. I don't trust them. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I don't have all the answers. But there's too much surrounded the, surrounding these COVID injections that simply doesn't add up for me to dismiss the existence of the possibility that there is some sort of conspiracy here. I refuse to dismiss the possibility. Too much money changing hands, too much that doesn't make sense. Recommending five-year-olds who don't get it, and if they do, don't get sick, and if they get sick, don't die. And once they've had it and gotten better, their body manufactures antibodies that get grants them natural immunity telling parents that that five-year-old needs to get three injections of this stuff into their body from people who are smart. These people aren't idiots. 
You may think they're idiots. Some of them are, but not all of them. They're, they're very smart. They're smart enough to figure out that giving three injections of this stuff to a five-year-old who's already immune doesn't make a lot of sense. So why are they recommending it? I don't know. But I pray that sometime, someday and someday soon, the answer comes out into the public and gets disinfected by sunlight. I'm Derek Wilber. This has been Uncle. We normally end Uncle Tom Talks with real fake headlines. Not going to happen today. If you've been tuning in in the past, uh, you've had some fun. We will do tonight's real fake headlines on Thursday. I ran long because I really wanted to, to break that video down. And I didn't know how long it would take. But, you know, I... <laughs> If it, my theory, my motto is this. If it can be said in three words, say it in 19. It's just how I roll. So we'll do real fake headlines Thursday night. I'll just take tonight's headlines and push them forward. Thursday, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Mountain Standard Time is where you'll find the next installment of Uncle Tom Talks. It's live. It's for real. It's fresh. And the heavyweight champion of the world is about to tell you where, how, and win to get a piece of the action. I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you, everybody. This has been Uncle Tom Talks. Your man Derek here, signing off. As you can see on the screen, you can find Derek at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, DLive, Twitch, and on Telegram, all at Uncle Tom Talks. Also, text the word FREEDOM, that is F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517 and you'll get text alerts so you know when Derek is going live. Make sure that you check out the description. You can find the audio editions, where to follow Derek on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and all those good places. Go on Apple and give him a five-star review so we blow him up so that more people see his amazing message and get to know my friend and brother Derek here. This has been Uncle Tom Talks. He will see you Thursday, and I will too. God bless all of you, and God bless America.